Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders come to share their experiences and ideas, learn from each other, and amplify their results together. Hey guys, Amir Ryder here with the Transform Sales Podcast. I got my guest, James Donaldson, Head of Partnerships at Engage Tech. James, what's up, man? How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Glad to be here. Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate you having you here. Um, where are you based today? You, you, you're based in, the, in London? Yeah, yeah, London Bridge. Nice. What time is it there now? Six o'clock? Uh, four four o'clock, not quite that. Late. Yeah, it's eleven a.m. here in in, in Colombia, which is sunny, but you can't see it because I, I cover the window. But I <laughs> I appreciate you being on the show. The, the idea for the show basically is, is for us to kind of talk about some of the mistakes that buyers make when buying from agencies, but also from working with them, right? Because I think at the big time it's selecting and then, and then the ongoing stuff, and then and if, who you guys help and how you help. But before we get into that, let's know how you got into the business. How did you get into sales service business in general? What brought you? What brought you here? Yeah, um, a bit of a, a bit of a, a strange one, really. I um, I spent a while in you know, hospitality out of university. Managed a bar, managed a restaurant. Um, was a chef for a little while, and always I enjoyed a lot of it. But you end up working very unsociable hours, and you know you you can only spend time with. The people you're working with because you're working when your other friends have their time off and becomes a bit yeah well, uh, work gets off at 10 o'clock 11 o'clock at night exactly exactly and it, it just ends up uh ends up on social um but i then you know i've always liked the idea of the harder i worked within those those um areas the more i earned based on but it was normally based on hours or tips and stuff like that and then i enjoyed the customer engagement so i started looking into sales roles and um, was pointed in the, in the direction of Engage Tech six years ago. Um, been here ever since. Um, loved the the agency side of it and been able to, I guess, like serve a variety of our customers. So, so you so you like went that. from hospitality, you were a chef, and now you're in sales. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you regained back some of that social life with these new hours? These the nine the nine to fivers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, I've gained back my weekends, uh, but you know, you're, you're always tied back into uh, socials and and, and uh, sales events during the week. So yeah, uh, it, it's good. It's good. It's much better, better social. Well, we're, we're glad you're here. So welcome to the sales outsourcing community. Um, we, 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 yeah, there's plenty of chefs out there. We need we need more leaders like you, like yourself in, in this area. So <laughs> let the chefs be chefs. Um, so you've been around for six years. So you've seen, I'm sure, all the problems that buyers make. Let's let's talk about it. Like, what, what comes to mind when 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 you, you you take a sales call, somebody lands your website, they get a referral to you, and they're evaluating to see whether or not your agency is the right one. What mistakes are they making? Or what mistakes I do you think, think they're making? Uh, yeah, I guess sometimes it comes down to, um, you know, there's always the cost cost one. I think, and the simplest way I always think about that is they're they're trying to look. Um, they want to outsource it because they want someone else to take that risk or that responsibility for, for booking those initial appointments and, and filling that top of funnel. But they often compare that cost to um, the cost of them hiring someone um, themselves. Um, and you know, if you come to us and you ask, ask to work with us for a year, it will cost you more than hiring someone yourself. But, 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 but won't it cost you more than hiring someone yourself only because it's not a one-to-one -one ratio? Yeah, yeah, but it's also the risk and it's the training and the value, and all that stuff that they have to put into hiring their own SDR. And there's no guarantee that will work. Actually, it's more like it's most likely it won't work, right? Like, like the data says. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have to be nice to the podcast, by the way. You can be honest. 
uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be nice, I guess. But yeah, it's very hard to do. Um, so that's probably the, the main thing. I so, think so when you say cost, is it not only that they, they're looking for a low cost, but they don't, don't understand the true cost of hiring internally? Because my understanding is that, you know, an account with you guys gets an SDR, a manager, probably a content writer, right? A success team. Yeah. So it's not, it's not a one-to-one ratio. So why, why even compare it one-to-one? Exactly that. It's not a fair, fair comparison, but they still expect a low cost per lead. And often it's also they, they're going to compare that to you know, the closed business off the back of that, um, which is a different different uh, problem they're trying to solve. With that do, do you think that they, they have a full control of the math of their sales? Like, do, they, do, they, do, do buyers come in actually knowing, like, do, do they even know how much it costs to hire somebody? Do they, do they know any of these things? Do they know what it costs to manage it? Are they... You know, we have a spreadsheet I made and it broke down all of the costs between internal and external and people wouldn't even look at it. I, they wouldn't even use yeah. it, right? So like, it's like as if it's like they don't know and they don't care to know. Yeah, exactly. Why do you think that is? There's a lot. Of, I think it's because sales development is hard to get right and it's there's a lot of elements that go into it. But if you're a long-term um, and experienced salesperson or director, you you want those, you think it's as simple as meetings in the diary and they, and they need to convert. And if you're coming, you know, if, especially if you're an agency or a company who hasn't tried to build your own sales development model, but then you're going to someone else for that, you probably aren't aware of all the little things and all the little steps that, that go into that. Yeah, I'm like, let's place it too. most salespeople aren't CFOs, right? So yeah, you got VPs of sales that you hire because they have that that extroverted personality, they're able to go to, to, they're able to shake and bake for the last 20 years and, and but like have the, the open spreadsheets and, and, and it's probably not, right? So it's probably not a lot of alignment between the financial team and the hiring team. I, I, I have never seen a buyer that was fully educated on the cost. And it's as if, it's almost as if yeah. they'll lose power by knowing, right? So like if they knew, they'd almost be like, I can't use this excuse anymore, right? So it's like, I feel like they want to be naive because it gives them leverage to negotiate a lower cost, but that that leverage they think they're getting is hurting the results they're going to get and the performance of the seller. So it's like, it's like this weird thing that nobody's really winning. Right? Yeah, exactly. And if you, if you, if you were to continue down that path, you're then, um, de-incentivizing and affecting the, the SDR you do end up working with because they, they are going to perform much better than someone who understands all those things that go into their process, all the things that go into their costs and their effectiveness, um, rather than someone who's just there expecting uh, high-level meetings constantly that are going to convert, and it's really easy. It, it's a long, tiresome like, process for a lot of SDRs. Makes sense. Other than price, negotiating price, what else do you see? One of the biggest ones um, that I would suggest and is that it's communication to the wider sales team. So if you come to us and ask us to act as your outsource SDR, we need the rest of your sales team to also be on board with that. There's got to be an acceptance that we, as the outsource SDR, um, yes, we're working on a, an agreed target list um, and with an agreed message, but if we're prospecting into those accounts, we need to be aware of anything else your sales team is doing against those accounts. Now, otherwise, we might step on people's toes, and that's through no fault of our own. Do you consider that like a DNC up... list? Are you asking for a DNC list before you start clients? 
I think you should always ask for a do not call list before you start a campaign. Um, and then I think you need to continue to work with the sales teams that you're actually setting the meetings for. And they need to be very aware of who you are, how you're going to operate and be giving you like updates constantly. So no, this is, and by the way, James, this is something that's very consistent between interviewing people. I, there's, there, there's the, and it's hard, right? Cause I ask you the mistakes that they make, right? And you, you immediately, yeah. you come to one mistake on the buying side, but then you flow into a mistake on the service side, right? Cause, cause every, every, yeah. every leader we talk to is more concerned about what goes on after winning a business versus winning, right? I don't think anybody in the industry really wants to win a customer for 90 days to have them cancel. It's demoralizing, it's a loss of money, right? So it's it's easy to see that you flip right into um, the second problem being communication, right? And it's, it's to me, yeah. even with a DNC list, right? You can have, if you have a team that has 20 SDRs that are internal, those 20 SDRs can touch 2000 accounts in a month but they don't communicate to you, right? then there could be some problems. And this happens between you and me internally. It's like friendly fire, just that it's friendly fire. It's like, they, they don't, you know what I mean? They absorb it, right? Like, man, it's our fault. Yeah. If it's the agency that does it, it's the agency's fault, right? But how could it be your fault if you weren't told? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like that terminology of like friendly fire. Like we are on the same team here. We're not going behind, we're not trying to go behind your sales team's back to book meetings so that we can then claim we've hit our targets. No, we're trying to book you meetings that will help you build pipeline and then further down the line. Do, do you think there's just some adversarialness just because of the fact that you're a vendor and their employees, so they just have this kind of like tendency to be like the vendor's always one step out the door and we're and, and yeah. Does that help the company think, though? Yeah. Does that help the buyer? I don't think it does. Um like it's it's specifically when the sales reps they don't know if they don't have that communication with the SDR and the outsource process, and the, they haven't got the buy-in, if it's the decision maker who's then bought the service from us and that's not being communicated back to their sales team, that's when that communication starts to break down. And like you say, is that, oh, they're one foot out the door, they're just trying to book meetings, which is never the case. The, the SDRs, our SDRs are commissioned in uh, only on attended meetings that hit the criteria and are within the target market. So they have every best interest of working as closely as they can with that sales rep. And I think, I think buyers know that, right? I think they know it. I think it's yeah. the difference between knowing it and how they act. Right. And, it, and, and, yeah. and it's, I think it's, I, I go with like, you know, podcasts like this content where we're kind of being more transparent, dual side. So people can kind of see the other perspective. Right. Um, Cause I don't think there's any SDR company that, that doesn't take pride in what they're doing. That doesn't get measured even harder than internal team. Right. Like I think getting measured on qualified meetings is crazy. Like, what about people that are in the awareness zone, consideration stage, click your stuff. Like there's no value on that, but there should be, right? So it's like you're measured on the toughest of the toughest stuff, right? And then also treated a little adversarial. You know, I hope that, that I, I hope that what's going on in the market today, right? I think there's been a shift between um, growth, growth at all costs to very smart growth, right? And I think that's going to solidify higher educated buyers, right? And sellers because at the end of the day, there, there was a, a free-for-all, right, of hiring SDRs, right? And now I think people realize that it's one of the hardest positions to do. It's one of the hardest, you know, hardest training things to do out. Focus on training account executives, right? If you, if you're, if you can increase your conversion rate from 10 to 20%, it's a big deal. That's 2x meetings, right? Yeah. So it's like, there's a lot, there's plenty of work for companies to do, right? If they want to pick what to do. And, and I think that commitment to outsourcing is a big deal. Um, 
what, what is the average time frame you think that customers start seeing the results that they're expected? Like month one, two, three, they probably want too much, they're a little bit nervous. Where's that sweet spot where like yeah. you know that if a customer makes it to X amount, they're probably gonna be with you for years? Yeah, so that's that's a, a good good point as well. That ramp time is like super important and an acknowledgement that there is a ramp time. I think for us, all of our campaigns are a minimum of sort of around five or six months. Um, but it's really month four and five where you start to see I agree with a you. real ramp. In those uh, I'm like, we, before we were a marketplace, we, we had about 265 SDRs. We were a service company. And I noticed that the more f- yeah. uh, four and five mark were the, the, the months that, that really, we had six month minimum agreements. Those were our happiest clients. Anybody who was yeah. less than that was unhappy. It's because they, they almost had, and obviously not talking six months being held into something that's completely not working. I've let people out before. I've had people that were six yeah. contracts and we were doing all the right things and, and no problem. We don't want to take your money and it's not working. But there are some times where you have to be like, we are the experts. We know that, you know, like we know that your, yeah. your product sells for hundred grand ACV and you need two sales. And we know that it's going to, you know, like, like we have more information and hold still, um, which is interesting. Any other mistakes that come to mind that, 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 that bubble up top or those are the common ones? I think those are the common ones and, and that final one on like ramp, like misunderstanding that ramp time and uh, yeah, like a willingness to let the process play out. Um, you gotta understand the process and let the process or have a, or if you don't want to understand it, just feel like, I agree that I don't understand the process, but I'm going to trust the experts, right? Do either or. Don't yeah, don't trust, not trust understand it. it and then not trust it, right? Either or, right? I I've hired people before that are like I trust you guys, like just do it, right? Um, and, yeah. and, and there's other buyers who don't trust, don't know, and and they hurt themselves. So let's talk about the the the, the right buyers, right? Like like someone's listening to this, yeah. they've outsourced before, it didn't work out in their perspective, or they just need more pipeline. They're listening to the podcast. What are your best fit customers? Yeah. Is it software or services? If you had to pick one. It had to pick one. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> just for this, just probably, for the purpose of this I, call. Yeah, I'd probably say services then. Um, for, for us, we specialize in um, B2B, IT, and tech. But where, like, if you have a message where you have a lot of value-added re, uh, services around all of that, one of our SDRs can pick that up and run. When you say, is it like MSP, managed service providers? Yeah, managed service providers um, are a great, great fit. That's good. Um, that's great. I mean, we have plenty of those people come who, who need help. Um, what do you? What's what's the characteristic of that? Is it is it based in EMEA? Are you doing US based campaigns? Where's where's your best market right now? Our best market is EMEA. You know, we've um, we've been in the UK for twelve years. We've had an office in Stockholm for six years now. Um, but we also do APAC, uh, English speaking APAC. And we can we can do some US stuff, but EMEA is really like our strongest and, and our foothold. So that's, so, that's, so you're, do you do any work in the states, or is it mainly EMEA? Yeah, we we'll, we can call into the states from here. So that kind of means we probably cut out from like the. the West what does GDPR PDR do, do you guys? Does it give you guys an advantage or a disadvantage? Is it more to like with these laws coming in Europe? Is it more reason for a company if I'm an MSP? And I'm not in the business of all this data protection. Is it more of a reason to, to contact a company like you guys? I think it. I think it is because we have done this for so long. We and all of our data is completely organic. So we own that data. We built it ourselves, 
And you know, we've never had you know, making twenty to thirty thousand calls a week. We've never had an issue. So that gives a lot of, uh, I, I guess, credence and, and strength to, to the security behind our time update. So basically, What's you up? guys have a lot of first-party intent data just from all the time. And that makes yeah. sense. People don't talk about that, right? But there's billion-dollar data companies, right? So it's like you're going to work with a billion-dollar data company with crappy data, or you're going to hire an agency. How can you compare? You know, how do you compare the cost when you talk about company costs, right? The SDRs they have hired do not come with six years of cleaning data and verifying data. They just don't, right? Exactly. I bet you the data exactly. you have is probably as valuable as what you charge. Well, yeah, it is. And I know it is. why we've also been able to a SaaS product, right? So purely on the data and the fact that we've got that many. But you got a, you got a SaaS product too? Yeah, we got a SaaS. SaaS. So the, guys, you have the a SaaS data, data product built off. Well, makes sense. Makes sense, right? You fix the problem, right? The problem was that the data in the area is not the best. Can't we contact reach it? And then by doing it, you built the product itself. That's that makes lots of a sense. I, I, another one of our uh, OSPs, uh, Outbound View, specializes in, in HR tech and HR personas, and he, something very similar. And it makes sense. Yeah. Right. Of course. I like that. So can someone come to buy mm -hmm. just the data for you as well? Right. So somebody listening here, not only can they, they can buy the data, or they can hire you and have the data included. Exactly that. I'd rather hire you and have data included. Well, yeah, that's that's normally the best option. It gives you the most security, right? And then help you get up and running, test messages, make sure everything's in place. And then if you want to hire your own team, we can help you do that and you can run with the data yourself. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm like, we're going to know a lot of people to, to, to introduce to you because that's kind of, it's very niched out and very specific, which I like. Um, where do you think the industry is going? Where do, you, where do you see this industry going in the next five, 10 years? The sales agency one? The sales agency industry in general. What do you see? What's, what's next for us? Yeah, I think, I think, and this is an idea and sort of a direction that we're going in, is that there is so much data like behind the sales agency's, I guess, wall, as it were, um, that is so much, offers so much value. The best ones are going to be able to package that and provide other services around sales development as a whole. So, you know, we can become a value-added reseller for anyone who's trying to build their own sales development function. We can come in and say, these are the best tools for your purpose. You can buy them through us. We'll also, whilst that's up and running, provide you a, an SDR to make sure you're building pipeline and demonstrate how to use it all. So there's becomes this value added reseller area of, of sales development, which I think is really exciting. I think so too. The customer and everyone. Yeah, I agree with you. I use partner stack and I do some other reselling stuff, but I think it's got a long way to go as far as the ecosystem, but I think it's going to be here to stay soon. Um, this has been great. I, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. Where can people reach you if they want to contact you? They want to set some time out there. They're, they're, they're an MSP looking to penetrate either the UK or EMEA. Where do they find you? The website, your LinkedIn profile? Yeah, I mean, CloudTask, great place to start. And then uh, LinkedIn is obviously really good. Um, all of us are quite active, so reach out to me or, or Callum or, or Steph Geraldo. All right, man, awesome. I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be proactively looking for MSPs so that you can help them because it's so much easier. I'm like the talk track is so easy. It's like we've been doing it for six years. We got the data. We got expertise. Like there's just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense really to hire, in my opinion, an SDR unless they buy your data and they use it right and then they compete. Exactly. Yeah, they, and, they, and they can we can help them build the team. And, whichever they prefer. So yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting times. Like yeah. I'm like, like I said before, the data is huge because people are getting, they're, they're scared of the consequences of doing it wrong. Right. So it's like, I, yeah. what, how do you price that? Right. If they come in with a cost, 
now you have the cost of liability of doing it wrong and getting fined. Like, like so for me, it's like a, a no brainer. Um, exactly. Which sounds awesome. So, so James, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for taking the time to be on the uh, Transform Sales podcast. Yeah, I appreciate being here and uh, being invited on. Thanks, man.